Well, hello there. Welcome to episode one of This Is True with Isaiah Sanders. I don't even know why they really gave me a mic for this show, honestly. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just warning you before you listen to this podcast. I really have no idea what I'm doing. They told me I had to do a podcast, so I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, the purpose of this show is we're going to talk about some sports for the most part. And I'm just going to talk about my life in general and stuff. And Let's get started. Um, as I'm sure a lot of you know, this past weekend we had the AFC Championship Games and the NFC Championship Games for the NFL. Two very exciting games. Um, one was a nail-biter, one was a blowout, and let's d- dig into them. Let's start out talking about the AFC Championship. And the, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to I want to start out by prefacing this with two things. First of all, Cincinnati. The refs did not cost you that game. The Chiefs didn't get an extra play. The initial play was called dead before the ball was snapped. I don't know if you all know this, but the the NFL has come out and said that. The, The initial play was called dead before the ball was snapped, but the stadium was so loud, the teams didn't hear it, and so the ball got snapped anyway. So... The Chiefs did not get an extra play. That initial play never even counted. So Bengals fans, y'all can quit complaining that the refs cheated you, that y'all it was Cincinnati versus the refs. Get over it. Go home. Watch the Super Bowl from your couch. Be glad you got to make your Burrowhead jokes while you did. Second thing that I want to start off by saying this, Joe Burrow is the most overrated quarterback in the entire NFL. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I'm sure I will. He is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I am known in my friend group for being an incredible Joe Burrow hater. And so maybe this is just the hater side of me coming through. But he's overrated. Like, can we calm down? It was ridiculous this week. Ridiculous. Before the AFC Championship, all this, you know... Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. Can we stop doing this? Can we stop overhyping these players and make them prove themselves? Make them prove themselves. What has he won? What has he won, people? Can we stop? He won a national title in college. That's great. That does not translate over to the NFL. A lot of people won national titles in college. A.J. McCarron won two national titles. I mean, come on. He's been to one AFC, he's been to two AFC championships and one Super Bowl, and he lost the Super Bowl. And in reality, it really wasn't that close when he went. A lot of quarterbacks have been to one Super Bowl and lost, and we're not talking about them. He's overrated. He did not play well. He did not play well in that AFC championship game. Is he a great quarterback? No doubt. He's, he's, he's very talented. Does he have the potential to become the greatest quarterback in the league? Yes, he does. Is he right now? No. He's third or fourth at best. Realistically, let's be honest. He is at best third right now. I would argue fourth or fifth. He threw for under 250 yards in the AFC Championship game. One touchdown, two interceptions. Now, is that terrible? No, it's not terrible, but it's not world beater. And after your teammates and your city talk that much crap all week, 
and your mayor comes out and makes, frankly, an embarrassing video. Frankly, an embarrassing video. If you're a mayor, stick to politics. As Travis Kelsey said, know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. I'm serious. After your city talks like that, Joe Burrow, you got to come out and play a little bit better than that. Just a, just a little bit better. Now, let's go on to someone who has earned the right to be called the greatest quarterback in the league. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. All week, he has to hear about how Burrow is better than him, that his stadium is called Burrowhead. The mayor of Cincinnati's talking smack about him. He's down his top three receivers some of this game. He has a bum ankle. He can barely run. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Does not matter. He balled out. I mean, over 300 yards passing and on a, on a hurt ankle makes the game-winning play with his legs. Like, let's be honest. Yes, there was a penalty that added to that play to make it the game-winning one. But that penalty doesn't happen if Patrick Mahomes doesn't start running. Doesn't start running. Everything I've said about Joe Burrow being overhyped, Mahomes is the opposite. Mahomes is the opposite. He, he was highly drafted out of college, but nobody saw him being the talent that he is now. He has five straight home AFC championship games. He's three and two in those. He's already been to two Super Bowls. He's on his way to his third. He's won the MVP. I think he should win it this year. Uh, realistically, I think he should win it this year. Give me a reason why he shouldn't. He's lost his best receiver. I mean, I'll be honest, folks. I was I was doubting in Mahomes at the beginning of the year without Hill. Could he do it? I mean, we'd never seen him do anything without Mahomes. I mean, without without Hill, my bad. My, without Hill before, it did not matter. Was he throwing those deep balls quite as much? No, but he split it up again among his new receivers, and it did not make a difference that Tyreek Hill was gone. He's the best quarterback in this league right now, and it's not close. Frankly, it's not close. The gap between Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens, the Aaron Rodgers, the Joe Burrows of the league is tremendous, is tremendous. The last thing I want to say about this AFC championship game, Bengals, number 58, Joseph Asai. I don't even know if I'm saying your last name correctly. What are you doing? This is your job. You need to know the rules inside and out, and I'm sure you do, but you need to follow them. I understand it's a bang-bang play and that it's all happening quickly, but even in the moment, it is obvious that Mahomes is going out of bounds. You cannot in that situation hit him late like that. You cannot do that. You literally cost your team your season. I know you know this, but I, I just I feel like it needs to be addressed. That you cannot do that. You cost your team the season. They were not going to kick a field goal without that play. They were going to have to. They were going to realistically. They were going to kneel and go to overtime. And y'all live to fight another day. And honestly, then we're having another story potentially. 
maybe we are talking about how Burrow is better than Mahomes. Maybe we are talking about that if you don't make that play. But instead, on Super Bowl Sunday, you're going to be watching from your couch instead of on the sidelines. All right, let's move on to the NFC Championship. Not near as exciting of a game as the AFC. Eagles won 31-7 over the 49ers at home. This game was basically over before it even started, or as soon as it started. Um, Brock Purdy, it was a great story. I'll be honest, I loved Brock Purdy this year. It was such, such a great mystery irrelevant, out of Iowa State, last pick in the draft. I mean, just incredible story. But he gets hurt, tore his UCL, I believe it was, on the sixth offensive snap of the game. And it was over from there. I mean, what are you going to do? Josh Johnson, great story. He's been on, I believe it's 14 NFL teams. But he, he's not winning you the NFC Championship game. He's he, he, he's not doing it. He's not doing that. Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball, um, he didn't look that great. I hope that he... I, I hope that he get some time to recover a little more on uh, before the Super Bowl because he did not look that great. He's definitely not 100%. He threw for under 150 yards. I want to say it was like 121 yards. Can't be doing that and expecting to win a Super Bowl. Like, I really don't think I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I think if, if he's not right, that could really be a defining factor in the Super Bowl. I, I really want to give some props to Nick Sirianni, though. Um, I'll be honest, when they when the Eagles organization hired him, I was not a believer. I did not think it was a good hire. I thought they reached. Um, I thought moving on from Doug Peterson was a mistake. I still think Doug Peterson's an incredible coach. I mean, look what he did in Jacksonville this year. But, hey, it looks like the Eagles made the right call. It's probably why I don't work in an NFL front office. Um I mean, I was wrong. I mean, second year taking them to the Super Bowl with a, with a quarterback that I, I didn't believe in either, and realistically, not a lot of people believed in. I mean, he this is a guy Jalen Hurts. I know in college, watching him in college, everybody thought he was better as a running back. I mean, the, the what he what Nick Sirianni has done with Jalen Hurts the last couple of years is nothing short of incredible. Realistically, now I want to talk about. Perhaps the my favorite part of this 49er story. I, I think this game is almost more, less about the Eagles winning and almost more about how incredible of a coach Kyle Shanahan is. Man, I love Kyle Shanahan. Just what a guy. Here's, here, here, here's why I say that. Do y'all realize it took him getting down to a fourth-string quarterback that has played on 14 NFL teams for him to not have a shot at the Super Bowl. Like, that's crazy to me. I mean, most quarterbacks, most teams, they lose their their starting quarterback, their season's over. No, they start out the season with Trey Lance. Oh, he gets hurt. Let's put in Jimmy G. Jimmy G gets in, works, gets winning games. He gets hurt. Put in Trey—we'll put in Brock Purdy. Goes 8-0. And it took him getting down to Josh Johnson for him to be like, oh, well, we can't make it there. That's incredible. I don't know of any other coach in the league that can plug and place a quarterback at that level. 
like Kyle Shanahan and Keon. I'd also like to briefly talk about the 49ers organization like post this season. Like, what do you do with that quarterback room? Jimmy Garoppolo's now a free agent, so you don't have to worry about him. But you're choosing between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. What do you, what do, you do? Because realistically, Brock Purdy is giving you a better body of work than Trey Lance. Trey, Trey Lance has not played football at a high level in going on three years now. Because he didn't play any uh, his last year in college because of COVID, his, his the uh, the university in uh, North Dakota State University canceled their season. He played one game that year, so we haven't seen him play football at a high level since then. So, what do you do if you're the 49ers organization? Do you go with Purdy or do you go with the guy that you gave up draft picks to to go get? Because I don't know, it's a tough decision. It really is. I would have to think long and hard about it. My suggestion, I would trade Trey Lance. And that may be a hot take. Um, That may be crazy. I would trade Trey Lance, personally. And then I would keep Purdy as your backup. Because realistically, you can get a first or second round pick for Trey Lance. Let's be honest. Like, you can almost recoup what you got for him. Well, I mean, what you gave what you gave up to get him. You can almost recoup that. Keep Brock Purdy as your backup, and go get Tom Brady. Like, folks, let's be honest. Tom Brady's not going back to Tampa. He's not going back to Tampa. He grew up a 49ers fan. He's from out west. His parents live in the Bay Area. It is a perfect fit. What is the one thing Kyle Shanahan has needed? A quarterback that doesn't get injured. Guess who doesn't get injured? Tom Brady. Do I realistically think this is going to happen? No. But do I think it could be a really cool way for Kyle Shanahan to win a Super Bowl and for Tom Brady to potentially win win another Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset playing for his childhood team? Yes. I would love to see that happen, realistically. I would love to see that happen. Now, let's move on to college football. Each, each, each week, I'm going to try to hit a couple of topics from both the college, college fo- football world and the NFL, and we'll, we'll mix in some other sports too, but I'm going to try to hit. We're mostly going to talk football on this show, if I'm being honest. Um, so let's, let's hit some topics from the college world that I, that I would like to talk about. First up, I don't know, this may be like not very interesting to some folks, but I don't know. I, I, I love all aspects of football, and so I, w- I want to just talk about this for a minute. Josh Heupel's contract extension. I don't know if some of y'all may have, may have saw this. Um, Josh Heupel's the head coach for the Tennessee Volunteers, and he got a massive contract extension last week. I believe it was last Tuesday. Um, it's just really interesting for me because his new his new contract is uh, through the 2029 season. It's paying him $9 million a year. $9 million, folks. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Um, let's look at Heupel's uh, stats. He's 18-8 and eight through two seasons at Tennessee. He went 11-2 and two this last year, won the Orange Bowl, finished number six in the country. It's the best season for Tennessee since 2001. 
why I'm bringing this up is $9 million for this coach. Folks, do you all realize $9 million, Josh Heupel, is now making more than James Franklin at Penn State, who's making $7 million a year. He's making more than Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, who's making $7.05 million a year. He's making more than Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Um, he's making $7.25 million a year. And he's making more than Jimbo Fisher over at Texas A&M, $7.5 million. That, that's crazy to me that you would pay him that. More, more than the you'd pay him more than those coaches. I mean, he's not making all that much less than the high, the top three coaches in the country. Because I mean, if you look at it, he's making nine million dollars. Nick Saban's only making eleven point seven million dollars. Only, only. Yeah, I know it's it's an astronomical amount of money, but he he's only making two point seven million dollars more a year than Josh Heupel. Kirby Smart, number two, he's making eleven point two five million dollars a year. And then Dabo Swinney over at Clemson is only m- making a million and a half dollars more a year than Josh Heupel at ten and a half million. Folks, ca- call me a Tennessee Josh Heupel hater. Te- that's too much money to be given Josh Heupel at this point. Yes, I understand that you've had your best season since 2001, but you can't knee-jerk that in to paying him that kind of money that early. I mean, do you really think Josh Heupel is a better coach than Jim Harbaugh? No, you don't. You, you're you a Tennessee fan if you think that. You're, you're, a tennis, you're a delusional Tennessee fan if you really think that. Do you really think that he's a better coach than James Franklin? I understand Jim's, James Franklin's not out there winning the national championship every year, but what he has done at programs like Vanderbilt, getting them to two nine-win seasons in a row a few years ago, and then going at Penn State and making Penn State a perennial top 10, top 15 team is impressive. Like He's a good coach. I would take him over Josh Heupel in a heartbeat. Do you really think he's better than Lane Kiffin? I, I, I wouldn't argue that he's better. He's as good, maybe. I, w- I would still take Lane Kiffin over him. Jimbo Fisher... After this season, you could probably argue that he's worth paying more than Jimbo Fisher. But still, Tennessee, you're getting yourself in this hole that you don't need to get yourself into. What was your best win this year? You beat a you you beat the worst Alabama team in ten years. Congratulations, congratulate! You beat the worst Alabama team in ten years. Are you really counting on being able to beat them year in and year out? Because I'm here to tell you that you're not. You have to go to Tuscaloosa next year. You have to go to Tuscaloosa next year. You really think that you're going to beat Nick Saban two years in a row and one of those be at home? No, you're not. What was your other biggest win? Clemson in the Orange Bowl? That was also that was the worst Clemson team in 10 years probably, close to at least five years. I mean, their quarterback situation over at Clemson this year was atrocious. Atrocious. I mean, it was just so bad. Maybe now that they have they have a settled starter in Kate Klubnick, they'll be able to do better next year. I really think they will. But you, you didn't. You, you played George. You went. You went to Athens, and you just got absolutely boat raced by Georgia. That game was over midway through the first quarter. I mean, that game was over. And you reward your coach by making him one of the top five highest paid head coaches in the country. 
I don't know. I just think it's too much too soon. Maybe we'll look back at this in a couple of years and be like, what what an idiot. He, Josh Heibel's the best court coach in the country, and this was I, – I hope I'm wrong. I hope that Tennessee doesn't get caught where, where, like in the cycle that they have the last few years of hiring the wrong guy and realizing it one to two years in. Because, that, I mean, realistically, that's what's happened their last few head coaches that they've hired. All right, the, the, the last thing I want to talk about today – Stetson Bennett getting arrested in Dallas over the weekend. Um, folks, um, preface this with I am a huge University of Georgia fan. Um, raised raised near Athens, huge Georgia Bulldogs fan. You know, um, I'm wearing a dog's hat right now while I'm recording this. This is this this saddens me. Um, this this saddens me. Um, for those of you who didn't know, Stetson Bennett was arrested over the weekend for public intoxication in Dallas. Um, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It's so sad that we have to add this to the saga of Stetson Bennett. Because um, up, up to this point, the story of Stetson Bennett is just a fairy tale. I mean, a walk-on, gets it walk-on, transfers, goes to Juco, comes back, is third or fourth string, gets to play comes into the season last year as the third stringer got a second string wins the national title wins the starting job this year goes undefeated wins another national title it's just incredible like it's been a fair but now we have to add this to the saga of Stetson Bennett unfortunately and that's that's that that's just sad to me I, I I hope he can get the help he needs I hope he realizes that like this is not a good look for him I, I want to look at this from a career standpoint, do, do, do you think this affects his draft status? Unfortunately, I think it does. Um, so let's be honest, folks. Realistically, his draft status wasn't that great to begin with. I mean, I'm, I'm a Georgia fan. I'm a Stetson Bennett fan, but he's under six foot. He's 25. He, he's not your ideal quarterback prospect for the NFL. Unfortunately, teams are already looking for things to knock him on. I mean, because of all that, this just adds to it. I mean, just adds to it the the public intoxication. Will will it ruin his chances? No, I I don't I don't think it's going to ruin them. But y- you already have a tight margin for error, a small margin for error if you're Setson Bennett. The the last thing you wanted to do if you were Setson Bennett was make it any harder for yourself than it already has been. And that and that's what that's what you just did, Setson. Unfortunately. And that, that that saddens me as a Georgia fan, as a fan of you. Um now Stetson Bennett has been proving people wrong his whole career. Maybe maybe this will be the case again. I I hope so. I genuinely hope so. Genuinely, genuinely hope so. I hope that Stetson Bennett realizes like this is something you can't be doing. I mean, if you want to be the franchise quarterback for an NFL team, which we know Stetson Bennett does, realistically, that that's that's his end goal. That's his end goal is to be a franchise quarterback for an NFL team. If you really want to achieve that goal and realize that goal, you can't be walking around drunk knocking on people's doors 
on so let's just I, I hope that Stetson Bennett gets the help he needs and I hope that I really do hope that he can realize this NFL dream and, and that this isn't the end of the Stetson Bennett story that's going to be it for today for me folks thank you so much for tuning in to this is true um I hope you've enjoyed this first episode I'm going to keep doing these all semester hopefully um thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time